two of the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. And this segment is going to be brought to you by Watkins Construction and Roofing. We want to make sure that we uh, really, really talk about them a lot this week with all the storms that have come through, with the hail storms, hail damage. And look, man, you, you may not think you have roof damage after the hail storm, but trust me, there's probably some damage there. And it can go hidden, and you not find out till later, and it can be a little harder to get that dealt with with your insurance company. So get Watkins Construction and Roofing to come out today. Well, I don't know if they can come out today, but give them a call, and they'll come out and do a complimentary roof assessment. And that means free. They're not going to charge you. No commitment necessary to come out and uh, see if you need roof re- repair or replacement. So they're not going to try to shove a replacement down your throat if that's not what you need. They, they, these guys are the number one roofing uh, company in the state of Mississippi for a reason, because they do people right. You go read their uh, nearly 500 or so five-star reviews on Google and uh, see for yourself all the satisfied customers. So check them out today, WatkinsConstructionInc.com, or give them a call, 601-966-8233. That's Watkins Construction and Roofing, your roof repair and replacement specialist in central Mississippi. All right. On the phone here, I've got Therese April. Hey, Therese. Hey, Clay. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. I'm down here on the coast for a conference, and uh, I'm looking out my window at the beautiful view of the fog. <laughs> Man, look, I, I'm a weirdo. I like stormy weather at the beach because I don't really like the beach. I like to sit on a balcony and watch it storm into the ocean. Now, that is pretty cool. I don't have any way to see that from my hotel room, but um, yesterday when I came in, it was really interesting because it was so foggy that you couldn't see the beach, and that was probably around, oh, I guess I got here around 10 a.m., and so whatever was going on, it's like the beach just looked like one big white, like, fog, for lack of a better word. Interesting. It was pretty neat. That's cool. Well, uh, so for any new listeners out there, because we seem to have a lot of them lately, this is Therese April with DarkHorsePressNow.com. She's usually in studio with me on Tuesdays, but uh, she is uh, on assignment down on the coast. And Therese, you've been up in, and you're teaming up with us to help with this uh, tornado uh, fundraiser that we're doing Sunday out at Back Porch. Yeah. You've been boots on ground up there in the Delta, and everybody yeah. has seen the pictures. And we were just interviewing Alex Frisbee with the South Delta Animal Rescue uh home up there and uh you know he was just painting a picture of how bleak it was because it just said pictures and video can't do the scope of it justice you want to try to explain to people just how bad it is up there yeah he's right about that um i did a facebook live on my um on the dark horse page that i walked for probably it was probably 20 minutes long and just tried to walk through like the downtown area and some of the residential parts that were destroyed and it's like you can see the pictures and you think, wow, that's, that's crazy. But when you're standing there in front of it and you can see this massive pile of debris with a, a pickup truck upside down on top and you recognize that this was somebody's home. Um, and it's like this eerie feeling because there's no electricity and there's, you know, I think in most places no running water. And uh, you've got first responders everywhere. But the other thing you have is all these sightseers coming through. And it's like they're just staring at things with these big eyes. Meanwhile, there there are people, you know, with chainsaws and and all kinds of things in the rubble. And you realize that is somebody actually trying to dig things out of their own home. 
And um, at one point, I had a box of T-shirts um, that I was kind of giving to people, you know, like, do you guys need any clothes or anything? You know, that's what I have. And this lady took three or four of them for herself and her family, and she just stood there, and she, like, held them against her chest like, like a kid hugs a stuffed animal. And she just kind of looked at me, and she said, and it was, you know, this this sadness you can't describe in her eyes. And she looked at me, and then she looked back at her house, and she said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I said, I, I can't imagine what you're going through. And she said, we're homeless. And that's what I think that feeling in the air in these areas that have been hit. There's a neighborhood that's just right across Deer Creek from downtown, and it's it is gone and downtown is destroyed and you just think you know just a week ago this was a, this was a town and now it's all gone um the other thing that i saw that really kind of i don't know why but it affected me so much right there before deer creek um well there's a, a footbridge over deer creek and right there before you cross it there's a sign that says um love can bridge any gap and so I thought I must have taken 200 pictures of it because it was so just emotional to see that in the middle of all this destruction. But when I tell you, you can't fathom what what it looks like from just the, the photos, like the flyovers and the ground level and all that, because it looks like you're watching a movie. You know, it's not real through a screen. You know, but when you're standing there in it, it is. When I was talking with Alex last night to set up the interview for this morning, and he brought up something I had forgot about because, you know, it didn't affect me directly, but the, when the, the backwater floods a couple years ago when, uh, mm-hmm. when, when, the, when it flooded really bad up there, and they were just kind of getting over that somewhat. And then this, yeah. you know, you really, I know nobody would ever say this out loud there, but, you know, you really got to wonder, I mean, is there, is there a way to rebuild? It's already an impoverished area. I mean, I know if you, if you owned your home or had homeowner's insurance, sure, hopefully. But, I mean, we may, Roland Fork may not come back. I, I mean, at this point, it is just trying to help the people up there with their immediate needs, um, yeah. like and, and, uh, uh, Silver City. And stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's it, you really get to having to question: is the juice worth the squeeze? Or you know, in a in a, in a high poverty area, you know, people don't have the the means to rebuild. You well, know? and I think you know some of that, of course, would depend on what funds come down from the federal government. But I think that is the hard part. Like, if you're a, a Rolling Fork resident, this is your home. This is where you've always lived, but it's always been plagued with. You know, these kind of things, because the fact is, even when, you know, you don't have these kind of tornadoes all the time, you're still right there across the river. And, you know, when the, I guess it's probably kind of an illusion, but it always feels like the storms that come, you know, in from Texas and, and that area, it, it seems like it always affects the. Oh, it's, it's Tornado uh, Alley. It's Tornado it's, Alley for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um so, you know, I, I was thinking about that as I was looking at all of it because it's like, how do you come back? You know, this is your home. This is where you want to be. It's where you've chosen to live. And, and for some people not chosen, it's where, you know, they are because that's, they've always been there and they can't afford to leave. Um, but what happens when you've had this kind of destruction multiple times in the last few years? You know, how do you build back? It's tough. It's so, you know, that's what God's for. You pray. Yeah, people got to pray absolutely. about it and see what direction he leads them. Um, Therese, uh, you've teamed up with us 
but Dark Horse to help promote this big fundraiser we're doing Sunday. And this thing has just gotten off the Richter scale um, yes, with, with, part- with participation from everybody. And we're going to be at Back Porch 471. It's my little honey hole. Uh, I can be found there regularly and often <laughs> eating crawfish. Uh, yeah. Sunday starting at noon. We've got a dozen or so artists that have donated their time. Well, we've got several charities to choose from. I think we're just going to hang up some different Venmos and PayPal's and Cash Apps from different local charity. Let people pick who they want to donate to. And uh, yeah. that, that way we're not responsible for any of the cash or figure it out or trying to take a bunch of water up there, this, that, and the other. Just let people pick uh, where their heart desires to uh, donate. We've got the Animal Rescue League. Where there's some other churches uh, that are doing some stuff. So we'll let those uh, let those people handle that and uh, hope that we pick the right ones. But, um Perfect. You know, this is what I love about independent media is mm-hmm. we, we didn't have to get nobody's permission. We didn't have to do anything. This is, you know, this is like the local business that supports the, the sponsors, the baseball team and the softball team. Right. Um, right. When, when, when people need real help, they turn to their neighbors. And I woke up Saturday morning and it was heavy, heavy on my heart. First thing I thought about was let me let me pull my resources and let, let's let's get everybody together because a lot of people don't know how to help. You know, if they can't if they can't be boots on ground, maybe they don't, maybe they don't know how to do the logistics of putting an event together or organizing. And I was like, you know what? I might not be good at a lot, but after owning nightclubs for 15 years, I know how to get people. I know how to put butts in seats, and uh, I know yeah. how to make the phone calls. You were one. Of, you were one of my first two or three phone calls I made. Uh, Chad at Back Porch, Chad Wesley, uh, Daryl Arnold, several others, and uh, nobody said no. You know, everybody's like, absolutely. What can I do? And I just want to say thank you. And this this is why you support local media like Therese Apel and Dark Horse, like WYAB. You know, business owners out there, we you know, just like y'all give back, so do we when it's our opportunity to. So it, it goes a long way. And I think it's worth saying that, yeah, there are probably some, you know, bigger folks that are, are doing things, you know, to help as well. And I don't want to take away from that. But, you know, for us, this is like stop everything. We have to do this, you know, and and. On Saturday, uh, very much, you know, I woke up in the morning and I was like, I have to go to the Delta because as a first responder, that was my first thought. And then I saw that my fire department was going to the Delta and I was like, I'll meet you guys there. Shout out to Langford Volunteer Fire Department up there. You know, that, that's, uh, yes, that's... absolutely. They're there now, as a matter of fact. They're, uh, they, they had requested that we come back. And so after I leave here, I'm going to see if I'm needed there again. But I think it's very important to know that, like, for, for small business owners that are getting involved in these kind of things, it's not just a, hey, call somebody and send something. It's like, all right, stop everything for a minute. What can we do to help? How do we do this? Let's take this time that we would usually be using to do something else to go. And that's not tooting a horn. It's just saying, like, you know, we still have the option to to give of our time and our, you know, our resources and all that. And I love the small businesses that I'm seeing do that, you know, just pick yeah. up and go, you know, yeah. guns and gear was one. He heard about it. He went straight to Costco, loaded up seven pallets of water and, you know, drove them out there. And, and yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, that. small I, businesses across the board. I meant to mention that yesterday and I got halfway back home and like, dang it. I forgot to mention about Hunter and guns and gear taking a trailer full seven pallets of water up there. Uh, that, that's oh, just so so awesome. I know we shared that post on social media because I want people to see these are locally owned businesses. And again, like you said, I know those big corporations, they do what they do. But I love to highlight and spotlight the little guy stepping up and serving. Well, if you want to get biblical about it, it's the widow's might. You know, they may have a thousand coins to give to the offering plate. And we may have two, but 
give what we've got. That you know, that's the important part to help somebody else. Amen. Hey, Therese, when you get back next week, um, I, I want to break down some of these stories that have happened, these bigger stories, this, uh, the St. Patty's Day stuff with you. Let that get that oh, some yeah. room to breathe. I really want to get your thoughts on that. And uh, I know that Joshua Spann was a volunteer fireman, and so I know that hits you personal, personally. Yeah. And uh, we we obviously had a, he's younger than us, but we had a lot of mutual friends. My buddy Trig hit me up and uh, said that was like a little brother to him. You know, so I just uh, as these stories start to come in, you know, we'll have a better chance to let it breathe and really have a conversation about it Tuesday. Yeah, and I will say this before next Tuesday, but the thing that has infuriated me the most about the St. Patty's Day parade shooting is that these two men were trying to help. You know, they saw an injustice and they were, as heroes, going to help. And uh, one crap stain on this earth can do that kind of damage and I think that is why um, why I do what I do because their stories need to be told because they, they died heroes That's, uh, absolutely uh, <clears throat> Miss Simpkins and uh, Joshua Spann so very, yeah. very sad sad situation there and uh, she was guarding you know she was guarding a child in the backseat of that vehicle when she oh got shot gosh. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I've got that from uh, her. Well, it's confirmed. We'll just say that uh, she yeah. was, she was guarding a child. You know, she she never got out of the vehicle. So that just just to add insult to injury, um, or, or to show what a she was a hero. She died being a real hero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they both did, and that's yes. that's kind of the thing that that I that I can't get over. No, well, we're. we're, we're they got. Uh, I've already let everybody involved know with that too. When the fun, when the time for their when their fundraiser comes up or whatever they're doing, uh, let us know. I know they're doing a candlelight vigil uh, today or to, maybe Thursday. I can't remember exactly. Down at the fairgrounds farm, right over there by the big slide where it happened at, and uh, <clears throat> you know we'll be a part of that as well. All right, Therese. Yes, th- yeah. Please let me know. We'll we'll yeah, be a part of it. I'll, I'll send you the flyer as soon as we get off the phone here. Therese, thank you for taking time with us this morning. Stay safe, and uh, we'll, we're talk before then, but I'll definitely see you Sunday. And, uh, and we're going to have a big turnout, man. Every, everybody's ever wanted to meet any of us, meet, meet any, the other hosts here, Jameson, Kimway, myself, Therese. Uh, this is going to be your chance to get out and uh, get to meet everybody. So we're looking forward to it. But don't make it weird. <laughs> don't, just, don't make it weird. <laughs> People can do that, can't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care, Therese. Appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right, that's Therese Abel with DarkHorsePressNow.com. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.